Welcome to Not Alone on Table Radio, a series for Lent. Today's reader is Graham Bolt, and our musicians are Josh Wilton, Richard Charter, and Laura Rand. Hi folks, this is Graham Bolt, and I will be sharing a story that I wrote during a very challenging time of my life. Uh, This is sort of my imagining of what it would be like to meet Christ in this day and age. Uh, So the story is called The Bone and the Sound. He had a memorable face. Even now, I have no difficulty remembering it. There was a surety in it, almost as if the sun and wind had worn it down to its most rugged honesty. The lines of crow's feet ran like uncovered root systems spread out beneath the surface of the world, now dug up from years of tears and desperate smiles. His face mirrored the dust of the land, and although memories may run like a current, they fort around this face in my mind, unwilling to be forgotten. You lost? he said. No, uh, just walking. Is this land private? It's owned, yeah. Owned by a man who's real ancient. But private? Well... I don't know how to answer that. His eyes were hard. They scrutinized my face with what appeared to be a haughty sense of self-righteousness, judging what they would. They roamed about and rested upon my brows. His lips pressed tightly back in what appeared to be a grin or a smirk, as if he found something there that amused him. We stood quiet for a minute. Well, I, I guess I can leave then. Stay or go means round about the same to me, but you mind me asking where you're going? Well, to be honest, I hadn't really thought of it. I just needed a walk, and it brought me here. Oh, I see. A seriousness came over his face. It seems a lot of you are going round about the same, he said. It's a pity. He looked down, possibly embarrassed that he had said too much, shook his head, and began to walk back to the field of tall grass. He was slow and walked with a hitch, arcing his thin shoulders awkwardly to relieve the weight on his right leg. He'd gone about eight steps when I called out that I'd not caught on to his meaning. Oh, my meaning, he called back. Oh, well, isn't that what we're all after? Searching but not finding, and not finding for so long we we tend to forget. I don't think I follow you. What have we forgotten? Where we're going? He took a few steps closer back to me. What we're doing? You ask a lot of questions, I said. You learn, too. He was abrupt. I found that I wanted to go, but my feet kept me in place. His eyes held me with a strange intensity that did not permit me to leave. I was suddenly aware that I had become his pupil. Though he had not yet issued a command, nor made any provocative remark, the lines of his face were a fascinating network which entranced me. They told a story that I longed to discover. Do you have to be somewhere? he asked. I don't know. Where should I be? He grinned widely. Now you're catching my meaning. He turned and began to hitch away, an injured spider crawling across the length of a familiar web, and I followed. As we walked, he told me about the purpose of the fields, the various animals that graze there and their habits. Goats like their feet up high, terrible people goats, too proud to eat along the ground. They miss so much with their heads so high up in the air. He spoke amiably over his shoulder as though frequently escorting people through the field and took a special pride in it. Sheep, though, sheep are good people. Turn your resolve to pudding, but still good people. They're humble things and need to follow. It's in them. And part of what makes them what they are, it's a necessity. He paused as though he had caught sight of something. But you know, there's always a one. Seems every herd there's a one, a strong lamb, who's got more goat than sheep in him. 
He talked with his back to me and stroked his hands tenderly in front of him. And the damn thing, he'll wander off. You call him and he'll wander off. No matter how many times you bring him back. So then you have to hold him close, hold him real tight. Bring him up in your arms and... You break his leg. He paused. And you feel the snap right through your whole body. The sound. You feel that sound like it's yours. And he feels only the pain. He looked down for a long time, his breathing rasped. But you know something? The bone knits faster than the sound can carry. Yes, it does. And then he learns to follow. He learns so well, Shepherd ties a bell around his neck, and the others follow him now, stride for stride, the same. He turned, and a strange brightness had entered his face. Its sun-beat surface shone like a mint coin, and the cracks about his eyes were now filled with tears. The bone knits faster than the sound can carry, he said. I stood speechless. As finally he turned and crested the lip of the hill, his body a slight silhouette against the sun. I wished to follow him, but I found that I did not know how, and for a moment, as he hesitated there at the top of the hill, he was a stray lash on the eye of the sun. He raised his hand as if to touch its surface, and a light shone through his palm, as though it already had. I have lost my appetite And the flood is welling out behind my eyes So I eat the tears I cry And if that were not enough They know just the words to cut and tear and cry When they ask me where's your God Oh my soul, why so disturbed within me? I can remember when you showed your face to me As a deer pants for water, so my soul thirsts for you And when I behold your glory, you so faithfully renew Like a bear And 
listening to Table Radio, an extension of the life of the Table Church, a community in Victoria, BC. Our mission together is to love God, love each other, and to love and bless our neighbors so that we may see Christ revealed in common life. Theme music for this series provided by Richard Charter. For more information, go to richardchartermusic.com. To learn more about our community, please go to tablechurch.ca.